We're sipping IPAs and dippers, dippers and the tippers, Impies and the sours, sipping on the sours, smashing crafties, smashing crafties, smashing beers. You had said your uh, your favourite UK breweries, um, Burning Sky, Beak, and Colonel. Yes. If Colonel wasn't in the mix, what would your preference be? If just Colonel as a, just wasn't a, in the mix, just as a first brewery to go to, because we've got not not going to spoil the surprise, but there might. Oh, I like surprises. Uh, well, I don't know. It's like... a bit of a shitty surprise. It's either Beak or Burning Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, where do you want to start? Um, I don't mind. Let's go with. I'm, Whatever I'm, the hand falls on. Great, we have. Heineken. Yeah, <laughs> I've not even cracked my Heine boy yet. We'll save the Heineken. Well, and uh, we're gonna go with. Oh, nice! Burning Skies Quench. Um, I've not had anything from Burning Sky recently. I was gonna say that was that was uh, that yeah. was my admittance. So my. Really? Well, that's the thing. I am not anything special of a beer nerd at all. I, oh, I, uh, I've. I've been around the industry, but it was mostly for the sake of working the bar at Northern Monk. Yeah. I've tried to get into the scene, appreciate who the fellas are, what have you. But there's just so many beers out there. That oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's so silly, the variety available to us now. And I was saying to um, Johnny when I picked this up from Rainville, that I'd always assumed they were a French brewery because right. the aesthetic. Yeah. I think a lot of the language that they use on some of the beers as well. Yeah. Even. But uh, yeah, so they're based in is it Brighton area? Uh, yeah, it's. Oh, can't look at the can. Uh, what's the name of the place? Furl. Furl. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Furl. Like Which... it's like a hamlet. Like I've I visited. What's the... a hamlet? <laughs> oh, like, that's like a small. So small. Township. Smaller yeah, than yeah, a village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's um, it, it's mad like. Thank you very much. And uh, Nicole, if you want to. Yeah, I visited for the first time Not this year. And um, it, it blew my mind, like just how idyllic it was. <laughs> like, it was just so silly. But uh, Mark Tranter, uh, I hope I said his surname correctly. I'm terrible for that. But his um, first brew is Dark Star. Like the the original kind of OGs of UK craft beer. Johnny told me this, and I'll tell you what I said him. The no dark star. And I, like I say, I'm a total noob. I think. No man. No. My whole thing with uh, with the grafter show, with this, with fucking everything, to be honest, in life, I know what I know, and for the rest, I'm going to ask questions. So it's uh, yeah. it's better to know what you know and not pretend you know something more than you do. Yeah, yeah. I found recently, I keep saying shit, and everyone's like, no, actually, that's wrong. And, <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what even the most recent one was, but it's like just all of my reference points are just shot at the moment. I think I've just been out of the loop on everything on life, full stop. Um, working from home does that. But, uh, oh, I bet. Let's have a sip. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. 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 So New Zealand Pale Ale. Uh, what hops have we got in the mix? Nelson? The hop that they... Nelson Savine. Uh, Ruwaka. Nelson Savine and just Rawaka. Nice. Um, so yeah, just just pure, subtle, fruity vibes. Sure. That's it's just spot. On. It's not even just that. Like the how soft it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get a lot of like other kind of UK brewery pale ales, and they're the too effervescent. They've overcarbed it. It's too sharp. The pH isn't correct, and it's like oh yeah, there's the hops, but 
completely dissipates because there's there's no proper backbone to kind of carry that flavor through. Yeah. Whereas this, this is spot on. This is exactly what you'd want from any kind of just straightforward pale. I think for me, the, the, the differential is, it's hard to know when that's intentional or whether, mm. like whether you've gotten like a core range where they've just nailed it and they know exactly what they're doing time and again. Yeah. Or if you happen to just get a fluke. Um, I, I hate core ranges. Okay. I always get so kind of put off when someone's like, oh, here's our core range beer. And it's always kind of a bit like, right, okay. Like, it always feels like it's your, like, cheap, like... Ready salted right, crisps. This is it, yeah. Th- this is what we think is good enough for everyone, and it hits our price point. But, uh, so I'm always a bit wary. Like, uh, Beak, bring it back to those boys again. Yeah. Well, because Phil is one village and then Lewis is the next village over well town I suppose yeah so they're right next to each other which seems ridiculous that they're my favorites <laughs> but they they've introduced a, a new core beer called Pom, like a pale ale yeah and I, I instantly was like oh, I don't care <laughs> like as soon as, as soon as you said core I'm like I don't care yeah I don't want it it's actually really good I was like fuck this is great something nice and refreshing in great to see within core range parameters. I think for me as well, it's a part of the the craft journey has been establishing which of the beers for each of the respective breweries is part of the core range. Just just that learning journey of, of anything, you know, and it's like, I'll often equate the sort of the craft scene to the music scene, because I guess that's most of what I know. And it's that thing of like almost, you go to the, you go to the genre and like the big boys. So like you could fall into hardcore and say, Biohazard is like the obvious early band that people fall into. It's almost like those catch bands are like the sort of the core range almost of the the, the genre. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Good analogy. Fucking <laughs> lovely stuff. I think we're gonna keep it oh, burning sky. Nice. For the sake I didn't realise this is what you were doing uh when you asked me what my favourites were. Well, uh, no, so it by that. chance that I, I then brought know. a burning sky to the party. Ooh, was that yours or was that mine? No, that's yours. I, I, I just brought a bottle, didn't I? I do not remember buying that. That is Burning Skies Petit Saison. It's funny because back to my hatred of core beers. Yeah. That's one of their core beers. It's phenomenal. Why I bought it, yeah. Just straightforward, 3.5% Saison, but they've given it a six-month barrel. It's like, you can't care. <laughs> like a canned little decent canned beer yeah. for a decent price with that kind of barrel age but you, they, they prove us wrong and it's amazing what do you think that is behind that then I think it's just the uh, the fact that they are relatively well established now so they know what they can kind of take the chances on when it comes to the aging of things because um, it is a real I've, roll of the dice when it comes to that world oh for sure I mean, you've, you've got years of experimental experience there I mean I've seen a bit behind the curtain in the the process with this, and I know that they've got uh, just dedicated barrels for the petite saison. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's less of that risk because it's like this is our our barrel that we use each time, and uh, which is great. So you're not you're not having to worry about any super alien funk. It's you know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And like they've got obviously great process. So any kind of wild beers, they handle it just right. So nothing. Is it out of place? Gonna uh, palate cleanse. You've done a palate cleanse with Heine. Yeah, well, not just yeah. I thought oh, nice, nice bit of craft foam <laughs> on my Heine, you know. Oh, do you know what? I've got some uh, 
super old school Heineken tankards downstairs. Nice. Keep forgetting to break them out for a show. Actually, yeah, speaking of which, do you fancy a shot? Go for it. Yeah. I was going to, um, I weren't sure what you were doing, whether you were driving over um, and we're going to do like little sips and therefore <laughs> couldn't yeah. fully indulge. I was no. going to, I was going to load up my Nicole with a shot. I'll skip on the shot. Skipping on the shot. Um, I was going to load up my fishy fella friend. Amazing. Uh, so we could pour it into his little baby shots. <laughs> um, what do we send? Go with Penderin? Please. I've not had any of this yet because they recently got their accreditation. It's like an official. Oh, the uh, I forget what it's called, but yeah, the yeah. Uh, the term, the French term, Provence. Something like that. Like Provincial. Protected. Yeah, yeah. Basically. More in this shot glass oh. than I assumed there would be. Let's try and do a, a shot from a fish. Chin chin. Chin chin. That was sexy, I liked it. It was a lot easier than I was expecting. That's what she said. Oh. Ooh. Whew. I haven't done a shot in a few weeks. Right. Heine chaser. Petite saison. How would you describe, sir? My go-to on the scriptives would be farmhouse style or some sort of yeah. such. I mean, like, Farmhouse is a wonderful umbrella that we can... For Saison. ...hide stuff under, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How would you describe the Saison experience to uh, somebody that's a pure lager lad? It's not too dissimilar. There's a lot more flavour from the yeast, but the actual basic ingredients are very similar. Essentially, well, the Saison traditionally, a lot more wheat. You're looking about 30% wheat, 40% wheat. Uh, with your base malt, which would probably be like possibly a lager malt or anything like that. Uh, but it's the obviously it's the yeast that changes it, and that's why we call it a farmhouse, just because it's that kind of extra funky wild yeast. A bit more reactive. Yeah, definitely. Like well, and it, uh, unlike lager, where that's bottom fermenting, saison's still top fermenting, so it is in the the ale world. But you get you get lovely citrusy, peppery, and it, it's just. It's great, like it's because it, it's not overpowering. It's just that lovely, delicate. And if you have this with food, like it doesn't matter oh, okay. what food you're having, it's just a great accompaniment. I've never thought to pair a saison with food. What sort of food would you go with? Flavor profiles. They, well, this might be me just being a bit high right now, but like uh, just you know, fish and chips. Okay. You know, it, it's just that it's that kind of it's, it's strong enough to carry through all that kind of fatty food. Yeah. Um, but like, like I say, it, it's a good accompaniment to any kind of food, really. It's how I, because originally when I kind of got into the beer, I hated saisons, I hated farmhouse beers. It yeah. wasn't my kind of bag. I was like, yeah, yeah. what's going on? And, um, and it was through having them with food that I learned to appreciate them. Oh, wow. Right, well. So, I always think that saisons are quite savoury. I always think they have a salty mm. saltiness to them. Yeah. Definitely, and as soon as you say that, you get that on this really strong. But then you, that lovely kind of citrusy finish. Yeah. The the peppery notes that I mentioned that are kind of akin to the saison yeast, they are more of a long-term thing. So like if you were to sit on this for a while, it's kind of going to develop a bit. When like beers like this are quite fresh, they're far more citrusy. Like Orval's a great example. Um, that's just like super lovely, zippy and fresh and citrusy early on. But as it develops, so they're all flavours and comes a whole other beer. This for me is it's exactly what it says on the tin, not to mm. sound cliched, but it's 
the usual Saison vibe, but just not quite as overpowering. Yeah. It's very, very drinkable um, and probably is a superb onboarding for the whole kind of farmhouse. I wouldn't say the sour stuff, but actually, this does taste like some of the more accessible stuff. Like, you know, yeah. the way that Vault has gone more recent. They, well, Vault, what they do. Yeah, they're, they. Their base. They are, yeah. uh, they're definitely wanting to be that more. Because obviously, they go all the gnarly shit and then. Like not everyone wants to have I don't know like a, a Fanta ice blast with some, a some cherry pie on top. With, yeah, I think I think I, I can. With with Vault, personally, I'm finding that my sticking point is when there's more than four words on. Like it's just because they they really do have a tendency for like just overegging. Um, but then maybe that's kind of what where their market market is you know oh, that's what sure. the people are after but uh if it works it works doesn't it yeah yeah and if it doesn't you uh, scoot off and set up what's it called oh holy goat yeah 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 because yeah. that's much more in line with the sort of the yeah. farmhouse style definitely more traditional kind of yeah i would say though i'm yet to be blown away by them oh really yeah and i feel like it might just be that their beers need maybe more time yeah i don't know i've been like buying them cracking them yeah and you know the enjoyable but not like what I wanted from them yeah you wanted a bit more my expectations were a bit higher yeah um, I mean like I, to be honest I've not had all that much from them but what I've had has been it's been big like I had I I've got two up here spider. yeah I think I had a tin of theirs but it was like um, I've got a tin somewhere um, was it? It, was a, it was a sleep rip off uh, which is why I was really keen oh, on it. Okay. It was something like Sonic Titan, something like that, or Smoked Titan. It might have been a big, um, a big smoked stout. Oh, cool. Um, I may be completely wrong. I'm trying to think whether I've oh. got, I've got one somewhere. But uh, yeah, it's uh, one of my best pals, Jim Bob, does a lot of their artwork. Oh, sick. It's um, he's. Uh, I don't know if you remember a band Taint back in the day. How do you spell it? Taint, T-A-I-N-T. No. Um, but then he went on to do a few other bands, but he's and he's currently killing it with this new tech metal sort of band he's done. Oh, sir. Over lockdown, he basically wrote the entire album himself, learned how to play drums, well, learned how to play drums a bit better, I think. <laughs> um, wrote everything, recorded it all himself, well, with a pal, and they've just toured Europe with Dead Guy. Oh, oh, see, what were they called? Silverburn. Oh, yeah, no, I saw someone posting about... Might have been me. Cause yeah, I was going to say, I, no, it was you posted about that. Because I was I, like, oh, sick, dead guy. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. I would love to have seen them at Damnation oh, this yeah, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, but, he's always at Damnation because he does the posters for them most oh, years. Oh, nice. But uh, now, Jim Bob. So, yeah, shouts to Jim Bob. Check out his artwork, <laughs> Jim Bob Isaac. Um, but back to the beer. Yeah, so this is a fucking killer of a... It's so good. Yeah. Insanely enjoyable. And one up for the uh, the core range team. Yeah, right. And like, it, it, I like to be able to eat my words. I, I love being wrong. That's one of the fucking best things in the world when you well, can... this is it. Like, normally I'm such a fucking negative person. <laughs> so if I'm right, that means, oh, shit, it's great. Yeah. Something's awful to write. Uh, I'd rather be wrong and have something nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you what, editing out the coughs is a motherfucker. I've been coughing as well, though, so it's equally me, but it is what it is. Oh. That's going to be hell on my weekend. But Oh, dude, like, when I came out of Dark City this weekend gone... Like, I left early because I was like, oh, I'm just knackered. Yeah. But I was just dead. I don't know what I picked up from that festival, but... I think we're all just so not used to going out anywhere now that, like, whenever we go out, we were saying, like, when I went to Converge the other week, 
I picked up something. Nicole picked up something last weekend when she was at. Uh, I picked up COVID. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Potentially. I picked up COVID and ended up missing damnation. Um, right. So we are going to go from the petty saison to the saison de betch. I mean, I can't. Speak exactly. We're not anything. French. I can't not, speak or read. We're not French, and neither are they. And that's, I think that's the point. Um, but we're going to go. <laughs> A little more adventurous but with this is it. it. It's understanding why you thought they were French, possibly. Like they really alluded to it with every yeah. everything they've done. But as I say, even the uh, oh Jesus, what's that? Is there a call? Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, sorry, I've got a call. <laughs> Fucking almost like derailed the show. So um, I'm just loving the what's that? <laughs> well, I thought I thought it might have been some funk. No, right. My eye, my eye wasn't expecting to see a cork. Um, but yeah, as I say. They, they're naming their fucking beers French things. Uh, so with this beer, what we're going to try is we'll pour it out into some wine glasses, have a taster. Ooh. But we've also got some very fancy, I don't know how you'd describe them, tasting glasses? Connoiss- glasses for the connoisseur of the world. And essentially, when we've tried them before, these glasses literally make shit taste better. Oh, wow. So what we'd, what I'd like to do is have a taster with the regular, and then we will load up into what is known as Zalto. Oh, wow. Zalto glassware. And my heart rate increases feel, every feel, time feel. I come near them. There we go, so feel the weight of that. I feel like, like it, it, I shouldn't be touching it. If, if, it's, that's what she said. <laughs> um, but we will also then, as the uh, other end of the experiment goes, trying it from bullshit plastic because I was just curious I thought why the fuck not you know no. just we uh, can see the full range of what happens I mean one that is nice because I always think this about like beer drinkers is like who should be educating who because you, when you get like new people into like beer it's, it's a minefield yeah. all the stuff I've been saying and like it's horrible because people act like you should know this stuff already it's just like yo don't be that dude like where can people learn? And it's nice. I, I personally think breweries should do a better job of educating their customers on styles and like serving and drinking. But like, yeah, that's a. It'd be it'd be a fantastic event. I mean, when I was working for Northern Monk on the bar, there they obviously they you'd be aware of this. They suppliers with the, uh, the the training required. Yeah, let's get one for Coley. Um, and it was uh, I think it was Adam. Um, yeah. Adam that took us through it and it would be all the sort of the these are the off notes to look out for when something's not quite up to par and just all just the, 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 the tasting guide to the whole experience nice something of that nature I can't imagine that not selling essentially they're doing brewery tours why not do put guided tasting sessions yeah. and it's, it's well and, I mean they've got a, they've got a bar with well like they've got 12 taps 14 with the cask They'll always have stuff in the cellar, like crazy beers in the cellar. So places like that really, it's money on the table, but I guess it also comes with having the right team in-house to want to be able to do that or to be able to do it as well. Yeah, we, we, um, we used to do a lot of it at, uh, oh, thank you, at uh, Brewdog. Like I used to be on the bar at the Manchester one and we did these beer schools, but it was funny because it was like, uh, it was basically just, carte blanche to what you wanted to say. <laughs> like, I'd do my best to try and fit in as many kind of like brew dog 
lies as possible. <laughs> like, oh yeah. They so, pay the staff well. Well, it was just fun, like watching people walk away like, wow, James Watts really was the first man on the moon. Oh yeah. That's how he learned how to brew beer and just dumb. Right, let's get away from the brew dog talk. Yeah, let's sorry. dive in. So we can beep got, it out. Um, can you give us, because uh, you started going into what this beer was about earlier, and then I said, sure. shut the fuck up, we'll do it <laughs> on the show. So, as I said, we have Burning Skies Saison de Piche. Pesh? Saison de Pesh. So, I believe it was originally for their fifth birthday, um, and it, it just went over a storm. It's essentially their take on Cantillon's Fufun, but less kind of obviously like Lambic kind of Gers style, just much more their kind of take on a nice funky Saison. Now I I know, I don't know if it was the original one that they released or, because this was the second time they've done it. I know they've done it maybe three or four times since. I don't know if it was this one where they actually used the same, or if it was the first one where they used the same uh, peaches uh, as Cantillon's uh, oh, Fufun. Okay. So. There we go, right, well, I'm I reckon and I'm, I'm gonna say Nicole is saying it might be a mistake to have it in the Zolta because I wonder if it's going to... Right, so Nicole reckons it might be a... Cause they so can't hear you, so we can't yeah. hear Yeah, so let's have a taste. <sighs> I know. That aroma is just incredible. Yeah. It's just juice. Yeah. That is... Like, I'd have this on, like, Christmas morning. Like, this is... But again, that, that is... It's, I think it's got that, that smoothness of the petite. Um, where when you're firing out, uh, I forget how to pronounce it, Cantillon? Can Cantillon. Cantillon. Again, I'm a new No, no, well, um, I mean, I don't even know if that's how I'm meant to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's uh, I, I think I've only had like four, uh, that four or five times in my life. Because yeah. It's, it's, always, it's a big fella. Hen's eggs. I think I've, hen's I think egg, I've, hen's I've, teeth. I've done one, one on Christmas Day as well, one year. Nice. I just decided to push the boat out. Um, but whenever you go in that direction, it is, Again, so much more overpowering of an experience. This is a 6.5, I think it was, 6.3. So even on, on the alcohol front, it doesn't, no. you're really not getting the, the strength. The thing is with this so kind of style is it's, it's the, the fruit and it being rested on the fruit for such long durations and such huge quantities. This is just ridiculously delicious. Wait. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone in this direction for the sake of knowing Cantalon, Cantaloni. Um, oh, I love cantaloupes. A, what's that Italian roll? Can, can cantaloni? No, cannelloni. Yeah, oh, cannoli. Cannoli. That's I, the. I was thinking it was a Springbok-esque animal. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would avoid that for the sake of knowing, assuming its reference point. Yeah. With the uh, the cantaloupes, and with the cantaloupes, I appreciate it. But unless I've got like a gang of people to share it, there's no way I'm having a bottle between one, two, or three. It's just a bit too much for me flavor-wise. Yeah. It's just the acidic. I think maybe it's just my stomach, but yeah. the acidic, after, it's after like, a, no, it's, it's, it's game over. Do you still find this one is acidic? No. I was gonna say, yeah, because this is like. I was just thinking, I, I'm wondering what, what I'm gonna feel like in a, f a few hours down the line. If I'd have been drinking this, well, we've had a few, but like, uh, if I'd have been on this for the, for the duration. I wanna go to the fancy now, so let's. Yeah. I mean, that was just. Whilst you got that fresh in your mind, so I'm curious to what we found previously was that the Zalta glasses kind of made the flavour profiles quite subtle. They oh, were wow. still there, still really enjoyable, 
but there was a subtlety that wasn't there previously, and I'm curious what will happen because it's already quite a subtle drink. Oh, amazing, I'm really excited. <laughs> to the nose, I'd say it's actually maybe worse. I'm getting off notes. Are you getting that? Yeah, I wouldn't say, oh, like. Something not. But you, you kind of, you're picking out a bit extra. Like it's not just the. Um, okay, go in, that's, this is. It's not just the, the fruit, you're kind of getting a bit more of that funk. Wow, that, like the acidity's really I've, brought out. But that's more. what I felt, there was more of a like, uh, there, was, there was more of, there was something alive that wasn't there previously. Yeah. It was like, my, explain like I'm five brain says, it's bubblier, but. It's, yeah, it's. The way that I always explain it is that those glasses are like prescription glasses for your palate. Mm. And that the These glasses the, are prescription glasses for your palate because they, they can't hear. So at the moment yeah. it's just silence. That's fine. So there's a certain amount of clarity that comes through in the flavours. The, the, these glasses are usually, um, it's quite unusual to see them in beer glasses. They're usually drunk by, it's usually used in the high-end wine yeah. um, sphere, which is how I discovered them. My sister gave them to me. Oh, nice. Wine. And right. it's, it's very interesting to... Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> am going to suggest we now move on to the plastic. Mm. I was going one more on this. Yeah. This is... <sighs> right, now, on to the plastic we go. Yeah, our mind's about to be blown. Oh, now. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> like, you know what? If you're, like, at a kid's party... It almost and feels someone like, handed you that... Yeah. Didn't say anything about what you're drinking. It would taste like... This is what it tastes like if somebody put orange cordial and soda water. Or peach cordial, I guess. And Well, it, any cordial. Cordial and, and sparkling it's water. It's so bizarre. Yeah. So, like, the, so the lesson there is avoid past plastic glassware. What? Like, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. This is this is what we got to experience before. It was, so we tried, you know, uh, Hudson Valley? Yeah. So we... Um, we had one of theirs, and yeah, it was just pure night and day. Just, it's horrendous. Like honestly, it, I'd be like, ah, cool. Thank, thanks for giving me your kid's drink. <laughs> wow, plastic glasses, really. Well, plastic cups, really uh, do a disservice. Yeah. Right. Let's smash on through. That was just so enjoyable. That was ridiculously good. Oh, uh, all right. Let's. It's funny in the somewhere. Delicate. Normo wine glasses. You kind of get a creaminess from it. Okay. Like you kind of get that fromage frais aroma. Ooh. Like you, it Petit kind of. Falou. Yes. Yes. Petit Falou. <laughs> Back and, uh, to the French. There we go. We're gonna break out the fish glassware now. Nice. More fishes. More fishes in hardcore. <laughs> Wait. Oh, this is the wrong show. I was gonna say there's a fish in hardcore. I saw him at Dark City. Well, he likes hardcore. There's a, a, a guy called Fish. He oh, likes okay. hardcore. He lives in Leeds. <laughs> I hope I haven't doxed him. <laughs> I, I don't know a guy called Fish. Actually, do I? No. Pig. Uh, Pig used to sing for South Wales band Rectify. Um, no, old 90s stuff. Uh, we are moving slightly down the road to the next village. Uh, we're going with Beak. Beak Brewery and their... 
I have I bought this uh, a bit ago, and I've been wanting to crack it. And we've been uh, we've had a few failed attempts at doing the show. So oh yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, oh my god. But we got here in the end, and so now we can finally crack it. But that is to say that if this suddenly doesn't taste the bomb, it might be because it's, it's been in my the fridge fault. for. No, it's all good. <laughs> so this is a blueberry and vanilla sour from Beak Brewery down south, Brighton-esque neck of the woods. Lewis. 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 That's how they pronounce it, yeah. Do they now? Yeah. Oh, L-E-W-E-S. I highly recommend visiting. They've got a really good selection of pubs. Also, Harvey's Breweries based there. Uh, I don't know that. They're, they're like the JW Lees of down south. Okay. Like, decent. Unfortunately, they're... they're Tap room, I suppose you'd call it. I can't remember the name of the pub, but it's opposite, literally opposite the brewery. Every beer I've had brewed by Harvey's that I've drank in there has tasted shit. But then I've had the same beers like other pubs, like local pubs, and they taste so much better. I'm like, yo, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's get into this. Beak, this is my first taste. Oh no, I think I've had, we had a, a, a dipper of theirs a few months back. All right. There's a real kind of creamy pastry yeah. in the aroma. No, no, I, I was going on. I've not the, even tasted uh, it. The, the mouthfeel is like, there's a real subtle creaminess to it. It's like that uh, jelly belly, jelly beans, that kind Ooh. of. That vanilla really takes it up on the back end. Mm. That's lush. It really softens it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the blueberry's really nice and upfront, but there's uh, mm. for for a sour, it's not like it's um, a puckering tartness no, or anything. It's more of a slight tang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is a 7%er. Pretty fucking good. I've got any other details. Unfiltered, unpasteurized, of course. What do you reckon to that whole concept? Is it something that we even really need to talk about? Or is it. Kind oh, of... it's so vastly important. But, like... it's, no, but it's, it's kind of. It's the way that the industry is on mass so like if it's if it's the defaults oh then... no but it, it, it separates you from your big boys but within craft though but but just in beer in general so like yeah. if like from a home like I, I came into the brewing world through home brewing um what you learn through home brewing is the importance of every stage now this is why you've got so many craft breweries with their own like decent canning lines and kegging lines and everything on site yeah because if you're not giving it that like kind of full attention all the way up to packaging yeah somewhere in the train it's going to go wrong yeah exactly yeah. what's the point but then you've got your big boys who will like send their beer across the country to get like packaged but yeah. where it will then get pasteurized it'll get filtered this is like wow, it's, it's, it's just stripping everything away from what it's like oh yeah this is beer yeah but it's not Oh, this is good beer. This is just so. Just do you beer. lose quite a lot from the filtering process, yeah. flavor-wise? Oh, for sure. Okay, for sure. I mean, it's it's a strange one because obviously the whole like hazy thing. Yeah. Initially, that was the importance of that was that oh, the haze is like you know, extra flavor, kind of suspended within like the beer. But then you had people who were adding haze, and it's like, well, you're not adding flavor. And if you've not got the flavor there already, if you're just adding haze to a okay beer, you're still only going to have what I an found okay with, beer. I remember um, Northern Monks Hop City 2019 beer. I think it was we tried, and it was it had all of it looked the part. Yeah, and it was every respect. It was like 
even had the, the fancy cryo hops and all of these sorts of things. But when you got into it, it's like, this does not taste what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and it's, as you say, it's that thing sometimes. It's process. Yeah. And it, it, I recently learned of, well, it's a few products now, but the one that comes to mind is from Lalamans, who are a great yeast producer, like tend to be like dry packet yeasts, but you can get from them a, uh, a haze. So you can just brew like a okay. crystal clear, yeah. bright pale ale, and you can get this product from Lalamans to give it haze. Haze it up. And it's just like, it's so strange that we've yeah. become into a world where it has to look the part as well as taste the part. And it's like, well, you if anything, that's gonna be a better beer without the haze. Like yeah. just a nice, straightforward, honest beer. But unfortunately, social media kind of draws us into <laughs> the, like it has to have this, has to have it's this. Instagrammable. It's exactly. got it's gotta be Instagrammable. It'll it'll change again. I mean, friends who have been in America recently on fact finder missions, like hazy beers. It's, it's not, off. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it, like the whole West Coast resurgence. Not that it ever really went away. I've never been a fan. Fair, yeah. But that's that's human nature. I We're think, not meant to like bitter flavors. Yeah, I think for me, I've because I kind of found the craft beer thing via Northern Monk, so I'm very much a Northern Monk child. Yeah, essentially. So like just the hoppy stuff. The if I, if I smell citra in the air, then I'm just back to the happy place, and uh, yeah, so that, that is for me. But yeah, it's it's uh, I, it's interesting when you kind of listen to the like international beer pod, podcasts and like the American trends and yeah. where everyone's kind of lying at the moment. But it's uh, it's nice just listening to the international breweries and listening to what they feel is important. I like my favorite thing though is picking up on the things that people say, well, of course, this is this, because it's shit that I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, it's those are the moments when people say like, oh, well, of course, blah, 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 blah. Of course, this trend is on point because of blah. Of course, this yeast is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I love those moments in the show because it's like, it's almost like the cheat code to understanding what the fuck this industry is about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, the, and again, it goes back to just, just educating the drinker. Yeah. Don't just throw something out there and expect people to know. You know, just talk. That's the whole point of beer. Yeah. It's just, it's a talking instrument. And I think this one, possibly what we were drinking before is just kind of shielded the first few sips, but the more I'm drinking it, the more I'm getting the blackcurrant now. Right. Um, it wasn't quite as, blueberry, sorry, not blue, blackcurrant, blueberry, so it was close enough. And I think the vanilla's kind of dropped away a bit as it tends I, to do. Yeah, I th if anything, I think the vanilla just supports the mouthfeel for it, uh, so like, Throughout, it's a real it's a beautiful soft, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real soft, just again, yogurty, like fruity yogurt kind of beer. And it's, yeah, just easy. Right, well, we're fucking loving this one then. Beak down in Lewis. We're going to go on to the next one. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. I, I think I've got an old friend of mine, Lewis Pugh. Uh, currently, uh, the Burner Band. Uh, check out the Burner Band, full of music references tonight. Used to be in a band with him back in the day, and I think I must have just somehow compartmentalized forever saying Lewis at him. Lewis. Lewis. And um, we are going to go in with the next one. And Ooh. keeping it beak. There we go. I have no awareness as to what. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Well, there we go. Come on, beak. We expect better of you, lads. I mean, what the and fuck? And ladies. 
beak is that, sir? A massive beak. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is all over the fucking table beak. Um, who is <laughs> sending the bill? Who is Max to you? Is he cousin? No, Max is my brother, unfortunately. Brother? Oh, fuck. Sorry, dude. Yeah, no. It's uh, it's fine. I've, I've lived to learn. No, I've learned. To live with it. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's an individual that I've known over the years and now works for Beak. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a brewer. He's currently in Antwerp. Okay. Uh, representing Beak at Billy's uh, Beer Festival. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Having a nice time. It's a beautiful, beautiful Very nice. That is to say that you're not in the least bit biased. <laughs> well, this is it. I, I did I like Beak before Max joined. I imagine you probably did. Yeah, I like like it's funny. Like I, the Beak have got a wonderful history. Initially, one of your kind of early cuckoo brewers uh, across the UK. Hence the name Beak. It's that kind of tie. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah. Okay. And then they settled down in uh, Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like they're just, they're doing great. Like, I mean, this is fantastic. Um, Let's have a fucking taste. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I forgot to bring up is some tissue paper. Well, let's do that. So, uh, sorry, did you have a sip? I've not had a sip yet. You've not had a sip. Are you good? No, nope, we are. <laughs> nice. We are independently vaped. No, I think there's, oh Jesus, so much on here. So this is Beak with their, it's a two-parter. They, do you know anything about this release? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, I know that there was, there were two the, separate beers. So this came from a fooder that they had. A fooder? Uh, yes. So, uh, that? Sorry. Is that a tank uh, of sorts? Yeah. So a fooder is a big oak vessel. So, like, oh, okay. say you, in your brewery, you've got your normal, whatever, uh, fermenting vessel, stainless steel. A fooder is okay. going to be the same size, but it's all wood. Okay. So it just, well, oak traditionally. And, um, yeah, so they did a saison in that, and then they split it between barrels. This barrel, red wine barrel, they put yuzu into the barrel. Uh, where it rested on that, and then once they took that out, they put it with raspberries. Or it might have had raspberries before it went into the yuzu barrel. But yeah, just really incredible. Like, it's had a long life. It's like a, a two to three year old beer. Okay. Um, so, like, properly. The funk is strong. Gone there. Give it a whiff, and it's fucking it's, it's wonderful. Well, um, fuck. It smells, like a, it smells like I've eaten a meal when I. That's outrageous on the nose. That's like one of the greatest things I've ever had hit it. Fucking hell, that's so strong. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it, that's legitimately part of what you're paying for with these beers. It's verging on smelly trainer for me. Really? Okay, have you Nicole, tasted it Nicole yet? thinks that. it verges on smelly trainer. It'd be interesting to see how it smells after you've tasted it. It tastes so clean that I don't know why my nose it's all that funk all that funk um i was expecting a hell of a lot punchier a uh, yeah it's not as but again it's had that long process yeah. in the barrels it's been allowed to mellow uh so you still get that like if you give that a ph check it's going to be low but you're not going to get that strong acidity like okay. because the barrels and the oak and everything is kind of imparted 
just this gentle touch and just, yeah, yeah. That just really rounds it off. Same, same, same with wine. I've got a nice little connection with this beer. Okay. So my cidery, Torn Plant, we've actually got these barrels in our cidery right now oh, uh, okay. that I've then filled with our cider. So next year we will be releasing as a collab with Beak a Pet Nat Cider. Um, pet, sorry, so... So Petnat, <laughs> Petnat being... So Petnat, it's just going to... Well, well, what does it mean? Uh, it's just complete natural fermentation. What does Pet mean? Uh, petite. I, like the, yeah. Petite. Petite. Like it's, petite. A, it's a small... It's the... Small it's, yeah. It's basically, it's all the nice natural yeasts on the fruit. Once you juice them, that yeast's not going anywhere. It's mm. there in the juice, and then it starts working at the sugars that have been released from the juicing process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to go for the fermentation. So, all, all the cider is 100% spontaneously fermented, fermented, fermented by all the origin yeasts from the orchard where they came from down in uh, Herefordshire. Yeah. Whilst that's kind of cracking on, we've then put it into the barrels, and then again, so we've got all the like yuzu, lees, um, and like kind of residual like saison yeast kind of embedded in the oak and that in the barrels. That'll then start contributing to the fermentation process and then just imparting its flavors like that kind of oaky vanilla. Yeah, yeah. So. And entirely, we 100% have to get a separate microphone for Nicole because. Yeah. I have questions. And the whole, the whole, the whole thing is that <coughs> this, this, is, uh, this is show one and we're working out. Yeah. Uh, oh, is this show one? Yeah, yeah, we haven't done this before. Oh, damn. Yeah, we should have yeah. done an introduction. No, it, uh, I, I, I did enjoy the, the oh, natural kind I'll, of flow I'll, of things. I'll explain. There's, there's, I know what I'm doing. I was kind of like, um, oh, are we, are we doing this? Just, just, keep, just keep acting like you're being filmed, Tom. Just keep acting. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's a whole process. You'll, you'll understand when you see it. Nicole has right. many a time. Nicole's got a question, but we're going to have to like, because every time you talk, all everyone is seeing is literally just... Nothing. Yeah. So, right. so we <laughs> shall... So what, whatever the question is, I'll... Say it, as you say it, I'll say it, so people at home can hear it. Um, technical question. Technical question. Pet Nat. Pet Nat. Insider. Insider. I know in Champagne a Pet Nat, you can buy a Pet Nat, which is Champagne that hasn't gone through its second fermentation. So is it the same for Pet Nat for cider? Or... <laughs> no, uh, right, so when I say pet nut cider, what I'm referring to is I'm going to do an early racking phase into bottles and keg. Um, and when I mean early, it means that the fermentation is still happening and it's just going to give it a natural fermentation. Natural so you get all your natural carbon, uh, carbon dioxide, giving it its fizz and giving it its flavour. And that, that's the beauty of pet nut is it's the whole natural process like what you're tasting and what you're feeling is how it's just intended there's no there's no kind of brewer intervening and being like oh i'll chuck some okay. lactose in here yeah. it's just here it is a nice gentle wonderful drink it's just being curated by someone with barrels yeah okay cool back to this one though so what are we saying I I love this. What are your uh, I mean what what are you picking up as you're going into it? It's it's strange like 
it, as we were talking very, about. Very, very mild. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, as we were talking earlier, like the whole kind of perception of a drink and how you're drinking it and like seeing it. From the colour, I want to taste watermelon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, it's obviously, it's not watermelon. It is a lovely fruitiness, but it, it's that like kind of Jolly Rancher vibe. <laughs> But an, an, an it's elegant one. Boozy uh, guava Rubicon. Boozy guava nice. Rubicon yeah. says Nicole. Um, from my side, it's it's got a little bit more body and a little bit more push than Burning Skies. Yeah. Very very similar. I'm getting that the like the farmhouse ilk. Obviously, it's entirely how this has been produced in that style. But I. Sounds a little of an obvious touch point to go to, but it's yeah, it's just where, where my brain is, where I'm picking up on this one. But it's just very, very drinkable. I didn't think yeah. this was going to be quite as smooth an experience. It's that lovely dry finish. You kind of get this nice kind of chalky juiciness residual in your mouth, and you're just like, hmm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you're kind of chasing that flavour, you just have to keep drinking more. <laughs> it's just like, and it's, yeah. a, and it's a very easy thing to do as well. Yeah. It's a very drinkable beer. With that said, we're gonna sag way away from the beer and into the cider. Because, as I understand it, you're a man who produces. Right, so this is, we've got, you've, actually, you've graced us with two bottles. Should we save I one do. for downstairs? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so which would you say? Um, let's save this one for downstairs. Okay, we'll save, so that's gonna be, we're gonna crack uh, Desanier 2 on Parade of Grafters episode 12, 11, 10, 10. Just one, two, three, four, four five. I and mean, we'll just edit until <laughs> yeah. we get the right one. So yeah, so make sure you check out uh, Parade of Grafters for Tom's full story. <laughs> but before that, I could I just realized I could have got fucking foam to the nose there. No, 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 I, I knew you wouldn't, don't um, worry, man. Do you know what? I'm running out of glassware. This is something which we I can We can reuse. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I would I'm, recommend reusing the Zoltos. Reusing the Zolto. Ooh, yeah. That'll be fun. Because... For the cider. I found cider really lovely in that. Right. Do you know what? I'm going to give him a quick rinse, but do you want to give us a very, very quick... Dry, oh, dry cider. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Torn Plant, uh, cidery that I started 2021 with Noah Torn of Chapter Brewing. It literally was a kind of labour of love. Um, I went into brewing uh, from home brewing, and it's one of those kind of things that, like, oh, man, home brewing was such a lovely part of my life, uh, and turning it into a career, you kind of lose that. So I was like, I want to make something that's great for eating with cheese, you know, like just chill, just lovely, subtle, delicate drinks. Uh, but I didn't want to. I don't want to waste my time making work like beer and that so I kind of stepped into the world of cider which was completely new to me I had, but I was just like yeah I'll just get some lovely apple juice and I'll ferment it with some wonderful funky yeasts and exciting bacteria and yada 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 Noah who I was talking to at the time I was like this is what I've got going on he's like yeah that's sick I love cider I'm from Herefordshire uh, oh they love the cider oh they love it they, if anything I think Herefordshire Council probably got wind of what I was doing and sent Noah on a fact-finding mission uh, just to make sure that I wasn't giving Cider a bad name and <laughs> just protecting them. You give Cider <laughs> a bad name. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right. And yeah, so we then was like, yeah, let's just do this as a proper thing. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, cool. 
So we took my little weird cider that I'd been making in my kitchen, and then we bought like proper apple juice from Herefordshire, got it shipped up in an IBC, and then we just started fermenting it and barrel aging it, and we're like, fuck, this is great. And uh, yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully, thankfully, other people have really been enjoying it. Now, this is called Susurus. Susurus. And it sounds like a Greek individual who's pushing a boulder up a mountain. So Susurus is the, it's the sound of wind through like woods. Uh, the susurration of okay. the wind on a, no. So, yeah, well, yes and no. It's the susurration, it's, it's, the, it's the sound of movement. Uh, so it's not just wind through woods, but it's also the, the, the ripple of a stream. It's the susurration of, a, of the water through a okay. stream. And the, on the label, we've got a blend of 90% 2021 Dabernier and 10% 2022's Dabernier. Yeah, so... What the hell does that mean? That's the apple variety. This is it. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, why yeah. it's so exciting. Because like, I kind of... I, I was never a fan of cider. Um, and then like, I started dipping my toes in that. I was like, okay, yeah. And like dry cider. And like, I got it in my head. I was like, well... Cider is essentially British lambic. Okay. It's a wonderful heritage product, and I just want to kind of get involved and want to know it more. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Now, and now so, this one's also been six month aged in whiskey barrels. Yes. What the actual fuck? So it's it's a lot going on. So the the <laughs> the twenty twenty one Dabernet that was, and that's literally like, just an apple. Yeah, just one apple, single so you're variety. To like, you're so it's like a single hopped beer. When you, when you refer to it on the label, it makes it sound like it's uh, a thing. Oh, but well, it, it's a, yeah. So just in single, the cider world, though, I like the sort of the apples. Obviously, apple is king, but it's yeah. like, is it like it's insanely like serious? Okay, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like it's, like, it's like a hops. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I say, it's like a, a single hopped pale or whatever. So the twenty twenty one. So it was nine percent. So we it'd been barrel aging. Um, and obviously angel share, so it lost its quantity in that. So well, it, sorry, angel share. So when things are fermenting and barrel aging and conditioning, it's just the natural kind of evaporation of the alcohol out of the barrels through the wood. Okay. So you get that like, so you could fill a barrel to the brim, but then you start to get that kind of decrease. Yeah. But then the problem with that is you're leaving a, a surface of area that's not being touched by the wood. It's just touched by the air. So you, all your bacterias that you oh, don't want yeah, can yeah, affect yeah. it. And that's how you get oxygenated things. So we added fresh Dabernet juice to that to fill the barrel completely. Yeah. So that was the 10%. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Because so, I mean, we only released this at the start of this year. So this the whole process started in 2021. So two years down the line. So that the barrel that it had finished off in was a, a Coral Isle barrel from Isla. I hope I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> Isla, that is. I know how to pronounce Coral Isle. No, that's it's a joke. I'm sorry. I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where you get that wonderful peaty character. But the peatiness really offsets so well with the dabernet and the juiciness okay. of that, and so, then the when dryness you look at it, though, as well. It's, oh. you really see because to, to read ancient whiskey barrels then you actually see the colour of it it's like oh did that actually carry across like, well, is, that's is, it. Is that is that is that a that's that's is that apple something I'm, and barrel? I'm, but is that something I'm imposing on this, or is it legitimately? Does the whiskey barrel kind of transpose some colour elements? Oh, or? for sure, definitely. 
Definitely. And I mean, I like... Want, I want to taste this now like a motherfucker. Sorry, stop talking. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Please. Someone should always tell me to stop talking. Right, let's do it. That's all kinds of lovely. Thank you. It very much is. That's... That, it... it this is this is honestly my favourite one that there's, we have produced. Oh my produced. god, there's such a woodiness to that nose. Fucking hell. Please, can I... So, Nicole needs oh, to... Uh, oh, yeah, to of course. Sorry, I'm just... Crack on. We're just sharing Jones at this point. Oh, uh, don't uh, worry. You've given me COVID a few weeks ago, it's all good. <laughs> oh, it's nice and clean. It's insane it? out of that. Really so, incredible. Like, that, like... God damn. These glasses are amazing. <laughs> like I, I've drank this Do cider a lot already. Actually, let's no, no, I don't. I, I, no, <laughs> I want to stay in my bubble. <laughs> like I've drank a lot of this already. Because like I said, this yeah, is my yeah, favorite yeah. one we've produced. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was. The Sultan's incredible. But with with the right beers though, and with a few of these tonight, it has really felt like and. The aroma is insane. I know. I know that it will make me sound like, uh, oh. <laughs> but um, just there is so much to the nose, and there's no other way to say it. You say, "Oh, the aroma." I, it's, it's, this, yeah, it's the aroma. There is so whiskey thick. When, whenever I drink out of these at home, I have to. This do is insane. Voice notes to my sister. <laughs> so this is. Uh, it, it is a non-carbonated cider worth yes. mentioning as well. Oh yes, because um, it really does. I think if you, when you go into the experience when you're tasting it, um, if you've got that "Hey, it's a cider" type kind of thing in your mind, then carbonation obviously is the default. I mean, there's that. There's a natural fizz there's at the slight, back, yeah, right yeah, at the yeah. back end. But again, that's the, the whole alluding the to the pet nap kind of side of things. Oh, okay. Whereas, I when this was packaged, it was like below zero sugars like they, they shouldn't continue fermenting but it's yeah. naturally going to have and especially as long as you give it that time and age with these kind of ciders you're going to get that little fizz nice yeah that is that's uh that's changed my mind on cider and i think um i've got a lot of questions for you when we get down Wonderful. to show two so uh <laughs> go down to studio two show two excellent um that was bloody delicious and um, we've Clocked up well, just went over the hour mark. I, I reckon. Was going to say we're at one hour. I reckon it's probably as uh, good a time as any to piece it out. Yeah, so, sounds good to me. Tom Plant from Torn Plant, cheers for uh, cheers for your time. This has been a free pour studio production.